I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers, thank you for joining us on the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show in the world where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today, we have Monique Taylor Yi Shu. She is a wife, a mom of two, a DIY expert on CityLine, North America's longest-running daytime show for women, as well as a lifestyle content creator. By day, she tackles marketing campaigns and strategies in the banking world and outside Of her day job, she's the voice of BIMO, a brand inspiring women to explore their creativity, showcasing different sides of motherhood. Please welcome to the show, Monique. Hey. Hey, Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey, girl. Hey. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. I feel like we originally connected through social media and we've seen each other at different networking events and your energy is just like infectious. You're just a beautiful. (laughs) So um, outside of admiring your beautiful family online, I was like, I need to know Mo's story. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you. No problem. No problem. Yeah. My story like many women, like it, it changes, it has changed over the years. And I'm finally, I can finally confidently say that, you know, I'm in a place where I'm genuinely happy how things are going in my life. And, you know, it started when, like, even after university, like many of us, we graduate, a lot of folks don't know what they're going to get into. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I went to school in the States, in Ohio. I graduated with a degree in marketing and business administration, and but I knew I wanted to focus in the sports industry because I was an athlete. I was running sports all my life. That's the space I wanted to be in. So I worked with the NFL, worked with the NBA, and I was living in Atlanta, and um, I was working with the Hawks there on their uh, in their sales and marketing team, and I felt like I was just missing a lot of events that were happening at home because I was the only one there. I didn't have any other family down there either. So eventually I came back home. I actually transferred essentially from teams, moved from the Hawks to the Raptors, worked with the Raptors for a couple of years and still young, still trying to figure out where I felt I wanted to be. That wasn't the right fit. So then I was like, okay, let me 
let me go back and, and do some more schooling. So I did some more school and ended up in the banking industry. Um, so that's how I started working with the bank. And then of course, you know, the parents are like, yes, bank job, you're good. You're good. You know, benefits, pension, all that stuff. So started that journey, uh, working with the bank and I moved around in various different roles and kind of landed where I am today, which is more on the strategy development side um, for the bank. And I work in the credit card division. And so I've been with C, like, you know, I've been with CIBC now for 15 years and working in that strategy space. But when I was on maternity leave with my first daughter, that's kind of when social media started to pick up a little bit more. I mean, Facebook was around when I graduated, but then it started to grow a little bit more. And when I was on maternity leave with my first daughter, I was kind of like conflicted. And I even think I went into a little bit of a depression because I was still in touch with my colleagues and things of that nature when they would be, you know, folks would be getting promotions and things like that. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go back to the same role. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? So with my first daughter, I actually wanted to go back early because I was like, I'm falling behind. I need to keep up. Wow. Because at that point, I wanted to climb that corporate ladder. I wanted to be VP and all that stuff. So I went back at like month 11 and doing my stuff. And then I got pregnant again and then went off. But during my second maternity leave, that's when I started to change. Like that's when my whole idea of, you know, climbing that corporate ladder, that started to change, right? And so when uh, Sydney was a baby, like she was very simple. Like, you know, you've gone through that whole process with the first child, you kind of know the ropes again. And thankfully she was a very cooperative child. So like month three, I was like, okay, I need something to do. So then this is where Instagram really was starting to pick up and the blogging. So I was like, let me give it a try. Let me see. I was like, oh, I can get free stuff. I'm like, okay, let me see. (laughs) Like, let's be real. Like when folks want to say, I want to be an influencer because they want to get free stuff. And back then it was like the mommy blogger craze. So I was like, okay, let me see where, you know, let's have some, it was something to do. So did that. And then it started growing. Obviously, you know, folks love kids. And so that started to grow. And when it came time for me to go back to work, I didn't want to go back. (laughs) I I actually really enjoyed what I was doing there. And with having the two girls and us having like parties and celebrations, that's where I started getting into the whole crafting space. I was very crafty when I was in an artsy when I was in high school, but then like after high school, I'm like, yeah, perfect. That's, you know, again, that parentage coming in and, and kind of steering you in certain directions, you know, I kind of like put the artsy stuff to the side, but I really, really loved and enjoyed that. So when, you know, we had these milestones happening in our lives, that kind of gave me the opportunity to be creative and design their birthday parties and, and, you know, getting together like little Valentine's day for their friends. So yeah, so designing those things. And then that started to stir up the whole creative side in me as well. So kind of went hand in hand with doing the, the blogging stuff. So I went back to work. I was like, okay, let's, you know, give this a go. And I still have to, you know, make money. I still, we have to support the household. So I'm at work but I'm still keeping up with the microblogging and the posting and things of that nature. And then next thing you know, things are starting to kind of pick up more and more and more. And then after posting like the parties that I was doing, then I was generating more interest from people. And so 
when I posted about the party in one of them in the Black Moms, the BMC group, uh, another mom reached out. And she's like, oh, can you do my kid's party? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. So did some parties, um, caught the attention of some, some you know, very inspiring people. And then I was like, okay, I'm building this following now people are reaching out for me to do parties. I'm still working. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Because I, I wasn't comfortable. I was like, I can't leave my full-time job to do this. I'm still trying to figure it out. And in that process, I, fi- I figured out that I was not, like from a customer service perspective, I was trash. Because I was so split, I had such young kids, I knew I wouldn't be able to dedicate and be of value to people because like there was one event that was kind of like the open, the eye opener. I came, I was like running behind because my daughter was slow. I had to bring them with me. And then I was setting up the party and then it was very, very close to the beginning of the start time. And I'm here scrambling because I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to be here. I don't want to be here. And I ended up getting it done. But just that feeling of having to rush and also having that mother you know, I could tell that she was getting nervous. Like I got it done, but I was like, you know what? I can't sustain this. I don't like, it's just going to generate negative reviews. And that's not really where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be someone. I wanted to be like a Martha Stewart. Like I wanted to be the black Martha Stewart. So that's where it's like, okay, that's where I'm going to go. That's going to be my direction. Black Martha Stewart, black Martha Stewart. So I started doing things at home and posting them and, and using that as inspiration. When I started doing that, one of the girls' moms um, at the girls' schools, one of the children, one of the moms, uh, she was actually on CityLine. And she needed some help with pulling her segments together. Because when we do the segments for DIYers, there's obviously a lot of work involved. You have to make the craft in advance. And then you have to make multiples because you have to demonstrate what you've made. And so she just needed a little bit of help in terms of pulling those things together. And so I helped her out went to the studio, uh, was helping set up. And then one of the producers saw me and she's like, oh, you need to be on TV. And I'm like, no, <laughs> because I was very reserved, very, very reserved. Like Because Instagram was growing, you would see all these different, um, you know, folks posting their stuff. And, I'm, and this is where the whole imposter syndrome came into play. It was like, they're hard. I was like, no, I'm like, you know, I'm behind the scenes. Like I'm helping this DIY here. She's the camera. I'm behind the scenes. I'm fine. And and the producer's like, okay, I roll. So I was on there a few more times. And then Tracy sent me an email directly. She's like, send me your stuff. I love and Tracy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I can't be on TV. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? Like, just do it. And I'm like, fine. And I like that year and it was, it was around my birthday time. I was like, you know, I wanted to, you know, take some more risks. And even though I worked in the bank and I, you know, done presentations, I managed like millions of dollars. Like even when I would present on anything in big groups, I always like clamp up and I really have to go through this process to kind of calm myself down. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is now millions of people watching me on TV. Like, no. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, went on there and did it. And uh, looking back at that first segment that I did, I was clearly nervous, but I did it. And 
she was like, you know, if everything goes well, we'll invite you back. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And so they ended up inviting me back. And as I did more segments and the team, they're so amazing. Tracy's so amazing in terms of coaching, mentorship. And that's when I started to gain confidence little by little by little. And I also had to do that own reflection within myself and dig deep, went to therapy. I highly encourage it because you get to the root of those thoughts that you have in your mind the negative because stuff. that was the thing for me. I was like, cause when the first thought of me being on city line, cause even at the time I was working with a PR person um, for the blog stuff. And she's like, I'm going to get you on city line. I was like, city line is a girl. Like I'm not even <laughs> like those people are like professionals. Like I'm just this mom <laughs> doing something for, for their kids. So that's where, you know, like, you have to address why do you feel that way? Why yeah. do you feel like you can't be in that space? Because I could be in that space. And obviously the universe conspired to put me into that yes. space as well. Because, And even today, you know, there's obviously times that I still touch and deal with it. But it's now that I've been equipped with those tools to help manage that and help, you know, with that confidence in knowing that, yes, I do belong in this space. And the importance of me being in this space, because there aren't that many in Canada, there aren't those that many DIYers of color that are around that people can actually see. And I knew that that was very important. And that was one of the motivators for me to keep going and keep doing this. And he, and this also helped me push and grow creatively as well, because I have to think of ideas and think of new, fresh things that people may be interested to want to make at home. And so I'm still doing this while working, while raising a family. And for years, my husband has been encouraging me, you know, you need to pick one. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a boss. I can do it all. <laughs> and it definitely would be source of stress in our family because I'm running around doing it all. And I had to have a couple of health scares with this situation. I did a photo shoot wearing a heart monitor. That's oh, wow. how bad it got because I was like, what's going on? I'm feeling like palpitations. It wasn't, I didn't feel like it was an anxiety attack, but looking back, I was so used to being in the high pressure, high stress situations that I may feel a certain way physically, mm. but I just brush it off and keep pushing. Cause I'm like, I, I can do it. All. I can do it. Right. And it happened more than once. And my husband's talking to me, my parents, I kind of wrote, like wrote off my parents. I'm like, you guys are just parents. You're worried, whatever. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm fine. And then more people started to talk to me. My friends are like, Mo, you're doing too much. You need to take time for yourself because I didn't have time for myself. I kind of considered my time when I was making my crafts. Like that was my mm -hmm. me time. And, and that me time occurred at like 10 o'clock to like three in the morning. Cause that's the only time, like once the kids are down, I maybe take a little bit to breathe while cleaning up, preparing for the next day. But then that's when I would prepare. And whenever I do a city line segment, I wouldn't sleep. Because I want to make sure everything's okay. I'm I'm doing it the night before. And so more and more, and as time and time and time went on, I just realized that I can't sustain this. It's not healthy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not forming other health habits. So I wasn't protecting my temple because I'm always on the go. I'm always grabbing what's quick. And 90% of the time, what's quick is not healthy. I was an emotional eater as well. So, and I would be going for the comfort food. So it just all would play into things. And then last year I had, and I, I started getting palpitations again and it, it just felt different that time. And I went into the hospital. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's COVID. I'm in the hospital. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh, why am I here? And I was sitting down and the nurse, um, the nurse that was checking me in, she's like, you're so young. Why are you here? And I'm like, I just have a lot on the go. And she's like, you need to take care of yourself. And I'm like, I know, I know. And I don't even know how City Line came up. I think, man, I could have been in like that space where I was still trying to figure out what I was going to do. But anyways, I shared it with her. And she's like, why are you at the bank? (laughs) Why are you at the bank? And and so it's just just stranger just talking to me, right? And, And so I'm like, you know what? I need to really seriously think about this. And and so that happened. Our, my father-in-law ended up passing away last year as well. Oh, so during that time, you. thank you. And my husband had to go. He was in Florida. So my husband went. And uh, when my husband came back and he, you know, he had his moments of reflection and he came back and he's like, you know, he's like, I can't keep doing this with you. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, you need to make a decision because I see you and I love you. And I try to tell you that you're doing too much. And he's like, I don't know what else to say. Um, He's like, but something needs to change. And he's like, I mean it. And he's like, if we need to go to counseling, like, let's do it. So we, we did go to counseling and that was in, in parallel. I'm also still in therapy working through my stuff. And through that, it was really helpful because I was able to communicate what my frustrations were um, and where I needed support and, and also understand that I needed to know how to ask for help. Cause you know, we don't ask for help. And I'm like, you see me running around here. You are supposed to step in. And he's like, I'm not built that way. He's like, you need to tell me what you need. I'm like, That's we like expect another them to be psychic, right? <laughs> right. So, so, so we went to a few sessions. They were super helpful. And we, we got some, we were able to get out how we felt and what we needed. And that also, you know, it opened up my eyes because he really, really supports me pursuing my passion and not a lot of, not like, that's a blessing. I shouldn't say not a lot of people have that, but I should say that that's definitely a blessing because I have a husband that is willing to support me. And he went as far as to, he bought a camera. He's like, you're always doing using your camera. Let me, you know, learn a camera thing too, so I can help you out. So we could spend some time. And and he, and that translated from him buying to a camera, buying a camera a couple of years ago, like right around the beginning of the pandemic to him late last year, enrolling himself into film school. And wow. amassing equipment. And so, and he produced a little mini documentary on our daughter. And Aww. he's like, I've done this. And he loves film. Like, even when we were dating, like, that was his thing. We would go to Blockbuster, get movies. Like, he just loved watching movies and critiquing them. And so that was a, a passion that he really didn't know how much he had inside of him until he actually explored it. And so we had a conversation a few months ago where he's like, He's like, you know, I'm doing this film school stuff. And he's like, 
you know, it's also to help you. He's like, I have all this video equipment and you're making videos, photography. I'm willing to help you and be 100% in with you. My one condition is you need to quit your day job. Mm. I'm like, but I was still working through that whole imposter syndrome and, and getting past that. And I was like, okay. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is big. Like, this is really big to have him say that. And, and so I chat with my girlfriends and she's like, they're like, what you waiting for? Like, leave the job, leave the job. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to leave the job yet. And they're like, Mo, what else do you need? Like, and then I thought, I'm like, this is him like really putting it on the table. And I was like, okay, I'm turning 40. Yeah, I need to, I want to do something different. I can't keep on doing the same thing. And I feel like I can't not pursue, like I will regret later in life that I did not take that opportunity in sport. And I have two girls. I want them to know, and I don't want them to, and I'm not knocking my parents by any means because that's all they knew. I don't want them to feel like they need to be boxed into certain career paths in order to be successful. And that they really can pursue their passion and have the life that they want and create the life that they want. And so I made that decision that, yes, I'm going to actively work on myself and preparing myself. And as I mentioned yesterday, I gave my notice (laughs) at the bank. That I am leaving. Yes. So it is, it is happening. I know my husband's like super happy <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still digesting it, but I know it's the right thing to do. And I know that I deserve to, I deserve this. Yes, you do. Like this is something that if you asked me five years ago, even maybe two, three years ago, I would have been like, uh, but <laughs> Now I know I deserve this and I'm just excited about that journey. I'm like this next chapter. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I know like a lot of people are, are probably in the same boat, right? It's like you're, yes. you don't know if you want to venture out into your passion, but yes, don't be afraid. Listen, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, yeah, the, the, the fear is going to exist because we're doing something to come out of our comfort zone and our brains are programmed for safety. So our brain is like, right. don't do it. It's not safe. <laughs> right. right. No, no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then we do it and we step into it and we may feel very uncomfortable at first because, you know, right. all change is uncomfortable at first and pretty messy in the middle, but then it gets beautiful. Uh-huh. In the end. And I'm thinking about everything that you just explained about your entire journey. And I'll, I'll go back to, you know, when you were on mat leave with your first daughter Mm -hmm. and you were feeling that imposter syndrome because you were comparing yourself to the other people at, you know, the bank and them moving forward, but you were in your moment, you know, as a mom and you weren't able to enjoy that because of, you know, the, the imposter syndrome And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure that there are women that are listening that have experienced the same thing or are presently experiencing the same thing. And what I want to say to that is, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And I find that when we compare ourselves to other people, it messes with our purpose. So 
what I recommend for people to do is to create a list of your core values of what's important to you, right? Because in this age of social media, it's very easy for us to look online and see someone else doing something and be like, yeah. oh man, like I'm not doing mm-hmm. enough or I'm blah, 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 or whatever. Right. You know, we may tell ourselves that, that negative self-talk. But when you mm-hmm. have a list of your core values of what's important to you, you can look online or, you know, at work and see people, um, you know, having their successes and their accolades and their awards and whatever it is that they're doing. And you can genuinely be excited for them and still know that you are right where you're supposed to be in that moment, because that may be what's important to them right now. But knowing what's important to you, you can enjoy the space that you're in, in that moment. But then I love how you were able to tap into your creativity. And as much as it was a journey for you to get there, you know, people always talk about, oh, well, I'm not creative, you know, you know, artists are creative or musicians are creative or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us are creative. Like we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to tap into that creativity. Right. So I love how you've been able to outside of even just your segment with City Line, but just as a person being able to tap into the creative side of you. Like the word creative stems from the root creator, which is like within, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you were able to like tap into that inner, um, you know, all of that inner potential that we all have that we suppress because we're busy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I love that. And I love how even though, you know, you talked about not wanting to be on TV at first and obviously, you know, you're going to be nervous mm-hmm. at first, but you being able to give yourself that opportunity, not only to do it, but to continue to do it where you were able to build your confidence in it. I like to say that our confidence is built through our competence, right? You yeah. you do the thing over and over again and you start to gain confidence in it because you're like, oh, wow, I, I can actually do this. I'm doing this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> so I, I love that. And then I wanted to speak to, you know, how you were taking on so much at once. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your your day job and your roles as a wife and a mom to two young, beautiful girls and, you know, the role at City Line, all those things and the people around you that love you. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll say this, sometimes our family and friends may have their opinions about what we're doing. And it's not always right. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes they're trying to deter us from our dreams because they don't believe that it's possible, not only for us, but for them. But then sometimes they can see the damage that we're doing that we're not paying attention to. You know, they're on the outside um, looking at what we're doing with clearer eyes because we're, we're fogged. You know, we've got the brain fog because we've got all of these things. We're overwhelmed by everything that's happening. So out of love, they're trying to say to us, Hey girl, slow down. You're doing too much. It's wearing Mm -hmm. you down. (laughs) And I'm sure maybe you were being grumpy or, you know, tired, whatever. Um, but your body Mm -hmm was trying to tell you something and you were still yeah. like, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> I would keep going. I would keep going. The hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't listening yes. to, to your body. So no. I, I do hope that within all of that, you know, you've now come to a place where you understand the importance of listening to your body. Um, yeah. 
but I'm I'm excited for you that you have chosen your your passion in, in your creativity. I feel like oftentimes, like you said, especially and no knocking to anyone's parents, but I find when you're a first generation Canadian or American or, you know, we have listeners all over the world, but our parents come to this country with an expectation that, you know, we're going to do better. So we need to fall into certain mm-hmm. roles or, you know, they have certain titles or expectations of us, not realizing that we have our dreams and visions of our own. Um, yeah. So I love that you have taken back your power <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you in your purpose, girl. I love it. I love it. Yes. Love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's, I just want to, I, I hope this is also inspiring to others that may be out there in the same space that you, you owe it to yourself to pursue that passion. Like you really do. And, you know, put, there is a time that yes, you, you'll probably have to grind and work hard, but don't run yourself into the ground for that passion. You know what I mean? Figure out the ways that you can, you know, turn that into your career. And I'm just so excited about the next chapter and age. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm 40. I'm about to do this at 40. And it's like, right. Right. Like, it's like, you know, so your career change it. No, no, do it. Don't, don't. Yes. Yes. Especially Mm -hmm. the the don't wait part. Like I think I saw a quote recently um, that said something along the lines, like if you wait until you're ready, it'll never happen. Like we're never going to be ready to make those moves. Right. This is it. Like there's not going to be the ideal time. There's always going to be something that, yeah. And it it even came with, you know, making that decision to leave, like, because I'm in a later leadership position, I have a team and it's just like, okay, there's always going to be something going on. There's always going to be some urgent projects. I'm always going to be the person that's a SME in this particular comment. Like it's never going to be a good time. And I actually, my accountant actually was part of the reason also. (laughs) I said, you need to be off the books by this date. And I'm like, okay, well, there you go. There's my motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Like you have all around you, it sounds like an amazing support system, right? Mm -hmm. Like. I think that's a huge part of us being able to build our confidence and us being able to be resilient is when we have a healthy support system. You know, you had your your husband who's encouraging you to, to, you know, tap into your passions. You have your friends and family that were looking out for your well-being and, you know, your overall uh, health. And then you've got your accountant that's like, hey, girl. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. that sounds like an absolute blessing and I think um you know sometimes we don't realize how much support we actually do have and what you said earlier about us not asking for help like you know we have all these people around us and we don't realize this they do love us and they do want to see us succeed so we do need to ask for help and sometimes I don't know all the time but sometimes we do need to listen to you know, their, their advice or their counsel. And that's only if, and I'm, I'm putting the disclaimer out there, only listen if it's, if you know that it's coming from a good place and you know that mm-hmm. they have your best interest at heart. Yes. And yes. my other thing about taking advice from people is don't take advice from people you wouldn't want to switch places with. So. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's it, right. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh, totally, totally, yeah. totally. It's so funny that you 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 mentioned the support system because when I told my, uh, we recently had a restructuring, and so um, my previous boss she moved to a different team, and when I told her, and she's like, I always wondered why you worked at the bank. <laughs> you. Like, I just thought you were meant for, you know, more outside of this. So she's like, she's super encouraging. And I was like, almost did move to tears because I, I really didn't expect that type of response from her. Um, and she's super supportive. And I told her yesterday and she's like, so when are we celebrating? I was like, girl, it's a pandemic. <laughs> like, they just opened up the restaurant. <laughs> but it was on. And then I told, um, I told one of my other bosses and, um, like the one who now, who now I report into, she's like, our conversation then moved to DIY decor tips. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, you see, they they saw more in you than you, like sometimes it takes us borrowing the confidence that other people have in us. Right. And the vision is that like some people can see the calling on your life they can see the greatness in you and sometimes they're like why why are you settling right now like go 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 and live your best life like go walk in your greatness girl yes I'm just like oh my gosh how does this even happen (laughs) like telling her how to put up her picture frames I was like oh my gosh Funny, funny, and that yeah, that one totally took me out of left field. I was like, oh wow, this is this is not how I anticipated this conversation to go. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely another another uh, a point that proves that yes, I am doing the right thing. Absolutely, you are absolutely. I I, like for those people who are listening, because obviously this is like an, an audio platform. But for those people who are listening, I need them to go and look on your Instagram. (laughs) Because you have the absolute, like, your daughters are so beautiful. Like, my little munchkins. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm a mom of two girls. My daughters are beyond, I'm going to say it, like, I'm, my daughters are beautiful. (laughs) But they're older. So you have two younger girls right now. And I'm just like, oh. oh." (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, oh, y'all are cute. Oh, Go clean your room. So beautiful. <laughs> Both of them are just like gorgeous. Just yeah, gorgeous. They, they're, you know what? They're a blessing. And, you know, with this world of, of content creation and obviously like they're still, like I still have, have that mother side that is heavily a part of, you know, my brand. And with that comes a lot of blessings for them a lot of opportunities. Like I have to really get creative around Christmas time because they're testing all these toys. I'm like, they got to go back. Sorry, kids. They got to go back. Next thing, Santa brought them back for you. Yeah, you got to get creative. But for them, um, I always, I also want them to know that they are blessed Yes, in that regard. And of course their kids are going to do, they're probably not even retaining half of what I say to them at this age, but I really want to make sure that they're very grounded and it's not just how they look. Mm-hmm. It's also what's going on up here. Yeah. And and also to know that they are, again, that they are blessed. And there are a lot of kids that don't have, like, when they get all these things, like, they one, you know, things in, we got to donate. Yeah. There are kids out there that are not as fortunate. And, and they're great. They're great girls. They've been 
so awesome during this whole pandemic. They've adapted very well. Obviously, they prefer to be in class and whatnot, and it's kind of digressing, but they've really, really adapted well throughout this pandemic. And I'm I'm just, they're a blessing. Yes. <laughs> How yeah. has motherhood changed you? It's given me the confidence because I would say that when I when I first started doing um, like my brand before it was called a long walk because I love that Jill Scott Scott song, but I also I started it when I've had Savannah and I was like, okay, I'm about to head on this journey, just long walk of becoming a wife, becoming a mother, and and that journey. And before I was I was very small. I was very very small. I was a pleaser, people pleaser uh, when, you know, I first started out. <laughs> and then as time grew and, and as time has gone on, I'm, I'm, I've learned the word no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've learned to protect my, so there's been that growth and that, again, that confidence in my decisions, um, that confidence knowing that, yes, my parents have provided me and they've given me the tools that I need, but now there's times that I need to even stand up to my own parents when it comes to parenting. And I think, yeah, that just comes along with time and, and a lot of, again, a lot of reflection and just maturity as well, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. So Mm -hmm. before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online to learn more about Monique and her beautiful family. Okay. Well, main page, you can find me on Instagram. The handle is BYMO, B-Y-M-E-A-U-X. That's the same as Facebook and Twitter as well. And yeah. And then I have my uh, made by Mo. It's my bymo.com website. And so that's the blog. That's where, and I'm actually going to start building that up a little bit more, kind of taking the platform (laughs) in essence. And uh, yeah, so buymo.com and then buymo on all the other social media handles. Perfect. So I will definitely have all of your detailed, um, all the links to your uh, website and socials in the detailed section. So people can just click and connect with you directly. So for the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her wisdom. And it's really (laughs) kind of like a rapid fire. Sometimes it ends up being a little slower than as rapid as I'd like it to be. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to blame myself because sometimes I'm like, no, unpack that. Um, (laughs) So if you can try to keep it, you know, the one word or one sentence, we'll see how this goes. Okay. Put me on the hot seat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My question to you is what have you gotten better at saying no to in the last five years? Asks. So if, if people are asking me to do things, um, to design something, for example, yeah, I've gotten better at saying no to those particular things because again, I would be a people pleaser. I say, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Then I'm not getting any sleep. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Love it. What's Mm -hmm. the worst advice you've ever received? Stay at your full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? Be true to yourself. Mm. Love it. Okay. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? The habit of structure. 
structuring uh, my days. And that's actually more recently mm-hmm. um, because I'd be all over the place, but then I'd forget things. So, <laughs> and I'd ca- calendar using, using my calendar, <laughs> not my calendar. I won't remember it. Yes. <laughs> the structure and a calendar. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love yes. it. Okay. When was the last time you cried? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you apologized to someone else? Mm-hmm. I think it was over the weekend. I may have apologized to my, I think I, I apologized to my daughter because I hit her by accident. It wasn't like an intentional hit. She was right behind me. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. They're so small. <laughs> and she, my the okay. youngest daughter, she's like my shadow. And she's always up under me. And I'm like, girl, back up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And last but not least, Mm -hmm. what's the biggest surprise that you've had in the last 12 months? The biggest surprise was knowing how many partnerships I worked with last year. That was the biggest surprise. I'm like, wow. Okay. Because then that that made me realize that that was me just doing it part time. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it full time. Yeah. So yes. Surprise. Yes. So that was yes. a pleasant surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Monique, for sharing your story with us. Thank you for uh, your transparency, your authenticity. I am so excited for the journey that's ahead for you. I've been watching you for years now and excited for you anyway. <laughs> so. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what is to come. And honestly, if there's any way that I could be a value or to support what you were doing, please just ask. I'd be more than happy to help. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love it. This was an amazing conversation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And to all of you legacy leavers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And we would love to hear what resonated with you. Um, you know, feel free to either let us know in your review or screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Monique at bymo, B-Y-M-E-A-U-X, or you can tag myself at the real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.